Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friday, and it's nice outside. It's the Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. One final opportunity today for you to win tickets to see Steel Magnolias next Thursday evening at the Guthrie. That's a couple weeks, Danny. Uh, as I said, the 31st. <laughs> in two weeks, you'll get to see <laughs> Don't and, rush the Halloween yet. Right. We haven't figured We're out our so costume. so sorry about that. I think I've got a very... We haven't figured... Like, that is the big worry. Good Lord, how old are you? Five or ten? Julia, people are figuring it out. This is peak at the Spirit Store this weekend all over the place. It's going to be packed. And people, this is like, plan your outfit. Okay. Now. Uh-huh. And outfit your plan. Uh-huh. What? Very good. Anyway, beautiful day, beautiful day, and um, I knew <laughs> ditto, you. Were, I knew you were going to say something to me at some point eventually today about the movie that's opening, Maleficent. Mr. I wonder Sabiba, why. Okay, and just so happened that last night, Casey and I, like, I am so behind on TV, but we watched two back to backs of Stumptown. Oh, I love it. Does he Casey like that too? He does. I and like we that agree show. that like it's the like music ABC or something or NBC. Yeah, I think it's ABC. Yeah. Anyway, so we watched the show and then it was just like 9:30 and we're like, "Oh, I'm feeling frisky." And we're like, "Let's go upstairs." But well, as this is really good to No, know. but as I'm going to like shut off the TV, I have just went to the guide to see what the show was on. It was the last half hour of the notebook. Oh, the best half hour. And so of course, we got to watch it. Mhm. And, Casey, you watch that? Yo, Casey loves that movie. I mean, that is a great movie. That is a great, great movie. movie. It really but is. But you know what caught my eye when I'm watching this great movie? I'm worried. The Rotten <laughs> Tomato score oh, for they The Notebook, it. which is at 53%. And the audience, of course, you know, like 85 or 88. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's a perfect example of a movie that, right. like, like, the critics all. Pretty much, you know, it's on the rotten side with that. And if if you didn't know what the notebook was, maybe you wouldn't even watch it. But then you see the audience score and well, who who wrote that again? What's his name? Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks. Sparks. I think critics don't like any Nicholas Sparks movie. Well, that's true, that Danny. But, but again, I, I think your Lori's point. Yeah, no, you, I understand Julia. her point. No, yeah. her point is specifically at me. Oh, and it's about Maleficent two getting bad reviews, and she just wants everyone to know. 
Don't worry about what the reviewers well, I mean, say. If it is something like a genre that you like, like if you really go like it anyway. Although the one go. thing I did read that concerned me is that there's not enough Maleficent in Maleficent. There's more yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer in Maleficent. Wait, Donnie. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Chris Hewitt's review did say a lot of it is Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. And you are right. You don't get enough Maleficent. And maybe that's so, a setup for another sequel, which will be Ingrid's story but, or but whatever can't her name we is. focus on the current movie instead right. of always looking yeah. ahead? Yeah, I know. But anyway, it kind of shocked me when I was like 53%. And I pointed it out to Casey because he has become, oh. as you know, he used to rely on whatever that dumb book, book is that you gave brother, him. My brother, I gave him every year, like Leonard Maldwin's Don't Go to the Movies without, without Me. me. Yeah, and it was like this encyclopedic book. Well, now Casey has become just a real, like he swears by Rotten Tomatoes. He's got to get all the, I don't know if I'll watch it. It'll even, you know, uh, color his uh, image of, like if he sees it, I'm like, well, why can't we just watch it and see if we like it or, you know what I mean? Especially at home. It's not like it's a big deal. But going to a movie theater, sometimes you do want to know. absolutely. Because when I find the ones that scare me more, when the critics really like it and the audience doesn't. Doesn't. That is Those are the ones that I think, I mean, Danny, don't you think that's more of a scary sign? Well, no, it's not a scary sign, but it's like, it's you can read into it. It does raise a bit of a flag. Yeah. Now, (laughs) perfect example. Jojo? or Maleficent. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. 39% from the critics. Oh, it's gone down. 96% from the audience. The audience wants to see has it. really seen it. Well. No, but they want to see it. Oh, they okay. Want to see that it. Means they see it or, you know. That isn't as good as have seen it. No, but like well, if that no, number next no. week is like at it's 80. It's going to kill it at the box office. Yeah. We already know it's going to kill it because the first one was so great. Yeah. Where did the Maleficent character first show up? Well, Sleeping Beauty. You knew that? Well, yeah. yeah, I had that. I had that album too. I had the Disney album with the picture book. I thought it was a made-up that, character. No, don't no. you remember how scary no. she is? You never saw the original. I just Sleeping remember Beauty? the Bad Witch. No, there's no. It's not a witch, but you never is she, the bad crabby person Maleficent. The lady with the bad with, apple. With the that's, that's first of all that's 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 Snow White <laughs> with the apple. <laughs> Okay, I mean, you obviously God, are just having a blur who, of fairy who's tales. In Sleeping Beauty is that with the seven doors? No, <laughs> I've never seen Sleeping Beauty. Oh, she pricks her. I, no, you don't. And Aurora, you does know, does the prince have to kiss her to wake her up? Well, there's a variation yeah, of that. Yes, I've seen but it that. is that she gets pricked by a, a needle. We do not have time to build your lack of Disney knowledge from being <laughs> some kind of a kid who didn't see Bob Sleeping Beauty. Bob Iger just sponsored this moment. Well, geez, Julia. yes, they have a billion dollars. Disney. <laughs> Put forth a billion dollars for new programming for the year 2020. It, One year. Then it better be good. They're spending like 25 million hey. per episode on like the Star Wars thing, yeah. whatever that's going to be. I mean, a billion right. dollars. Wow. I know. We got to give a shout out to um, two ladies that played tennis against last oh. night, Beth and Kathleen, who yes. could reach anything in the world that I tried to lob over her. Are they uh, long-time fans? Beth is. I don't know that Kathleen is. And but Did you recruit? Well. Maybe a little, tiny bit. We had fun. It was okay. really fun. It's just, it was really when, fun. When they beat you, us. Okay. Seven, then, two, six. And nine. then you shook their hand. Seven, five, six, two. And said what? Oh, no, we... we just it was fun we yeah. had fun yeah you know it's fun even though they really walloped you 
They didn't. It was seven five six two. That's not what you just said. I know. I lied. I yeah. said it wrong the first time. You just said seven two. Well, it can't it was, be seven two. It can't. Because that's no such right. score. <laughs> six five six two. Oh, we really six lost five our is a heartbreaker. It, seven five. Did oh. I say six five? It has to be you, by said, two sets. It's you've be. said several numbers. <laughs> I question if you were even at tennis last night, <laughs> and whether or not you <laughs> were that's just drinking. Better. She's probably playing golf. Yeah, that's I mean, even I'm trying to figure it <laughs> that out. That is so funny. I question if you're yeah. even. Okay, say playing. hi to the girls again. Beth and Kathleen. Okay, good. They were cute. They know the score. They know what they happened. They know they beat us. Yeah. It was a close one. Who's your partner? Well, it changes every week. It changes. Last week night, I had Terry. Oh, I've had Keila. There's a captain of all the teams who mixes up everybody. So but could you could you join this league as a like? You have to be a certain level of tennis, right? But Are could you, you a 2-0? But I'm could, a three zero. Could oh, you join and say this is my partner and be a double singers? Everyone joins as single players, and then you are on. You're a part of a team. Team, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of nice. Then you don't have to recruit a bunch of people, and you can. Well, just, it's all done. Yeah, and the, you can just be a party yeah. of one and meet people and have. You fun. can. You totally can. Yeah, USTA dot cool. com, baby, and you find out the local. Teams. And you're a three. I'm impressed. But no, don't be. No, oh, don't be. Would I be a three? Could <laughs> no. I get in as no. a three? No. <laughs> Two five. Two five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got to be a step lower, Donnie. But you would be. <laughs> well, you don't have the experience, so Donnie. I have it in my mind. She, okay. yeah. Just like when mean? she ran track, Donald. <laughs> right? She was the fastest runner in the 800. <laughs> it's it, only in one grade she at one chariots point in my life. She won fire race. Right. <laughs> that was in a chariot, though. No, Whoa! <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so I did a little... Um, TV sampling today. Well, you're not going to be able to share it right now. You're just going to have to hold. gives a crap? <laughs> anyway, go out and go on a walk. It's a nice day. Bring us with you. We podcast we every day. popping. That gives a crap. Oh, my God. You're making me cough and choke Wait and till you see what I have for you later, girly. All right, listen. When we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Okay, why are we playing this on this uh, Friday? Because we want to get happy. It's uh, Hammer House is happening at uh, Treasure Island tomorrow. It's it's MC Hammer, Tone Loke, Kid of Kid and Play, and uh, Rob Bass. Bass, yeah. Totally fun. Yeah, anyway, it'd be kind of fun. So I just gave Donnie a few throwback songs to play. Oh, yeah, that All would right. be fun. So this was on Good Morning America. It's uh, trending on Twitter. Uh, we love Hashtag we love you, Megan. And we got a sneak peek of a documentary that's going to air over the weekend in uh, Great Britain. And then it'll air on ABC next Wednesday night. Okay. And it's called um, Harry and Megan, an African journey and it is like really i had no idea that this was coming and it was very kind of moving and we'll just let's let's just do the setup on her first royal trip to africa the duchess of sussex spent time shining a spotlight on the causes closest to her heart telling tom bradby of itv how impactful the experience has been oh my goodness it's um it's the most inspiring, and we just got here, and to see everything that they're doing, but also that it's not just the, the girls that are feeling empowered, it's all the role of the men and the young boys who are also helping them. The Duchess has had two years of extreme highs and lows, giving up acting and her life in the U.S. in exchange for a whole new kind of limelight as Prince Harry's wife. 
and new mom to baby Archie. All while balancing her new role as a royal, the public and the press seeming to turn on the Duchess of Sussex with a barrage of headlines, commentary and criticism. And just this month, the couple is suing several British tabloids for what Prince Harry describes as false, malicious and relentless propaganda. Okay, so and remember, I mean, Duchess Meghan has been criticized for everything. Her nail polish, how she held her baby, how she cradled her baby bump, for having a baby shower, for having friends, for having famous friends. For being an American, for being black. Yes, for being, uh, yes yeah. so much of it. It's racist and sexist uh, They're misogyny. so hardcore on her. But also remember, especially when we hear this next clip, because some... What Harry and Meghan are doing is is also they're putting notice to the, quote unquote the firm because a lot of this stuff gets fed to the press by the people on the inside inside the mm. palace. Yes, yeah. people who and this has been done though. If we were to look at any of our historical fiction by Philippa Gregory, yes. this there has been backstabbing. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, yes. the, amongst the courtiers, oh, you know, blah blah sure. blah. But but you know, we're in modern times now, and so this next thing is, I believe directly from the documentary when Megan is just asked about how she's really doing. And it was Tom Bradby who exclusively spoke to Megan for the new documentary, Harry and Megan, an African journey, asking her how she's been doing during this time. Look, any woman when they're, especially when they're pregnant, you're really vulnerable. And so that was made really challenging. And then when you have a newborn, you know, you mm-hmm. it's a long time ago, but I remember, yeah, yeah. You know, and especially as a woman, it's really, it's a lot. So you add this on top of just trying to be a new mom or trying to be a newlywed. It's, um, yeah, well, I guess, and also thank you for asking, because not many people have asked if I'm okay, but it's, um, it's a very real thing to be going through behind the scenes. And the answer is, would it be fair to say not really? Okay, since really been a struggle. Yes. And she was like struggling, was struggling to hold to, back I know. tears when she said, and thank you for asking. I know. And it just really, and uh, I was just like, well, first of all, set the DVR for when we're going to be a project down and dirty, but we'll have to watch it. Yes. That night. But, um, you know, what the way is it that on, Lori, tell Wednesday night, this on Wednesday ABC? on ABC and the way that and then Harry, there's also a clip about both of them speaking so candidly. This is not what we typically see from British royals. We saw it from Diana mm-hmm. when she remember that very first interview that she did. And I mean, this episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. They were just scandalized. The people, the palace courtiers, that first interview she did when she talked about there were always three of us in the marriage. Yes. And that was kind of the really first time anyone had gotten candid. So, because their whole thing is not to let people know their feeling, but right. if so, they want us to see their feelings and they want the public to know who is responsible for making them feel this way. And this is one way when she said no one's really asked. I mean, you could say, yeah, is it the media, other people, people in the royal family? You can't ask that, though. No, but I yes, mean, that was your this, question. This is a way of. Saying it without saying it because sure. it also makes it, me it's think. It's an open-ended thing saying I, no one really has cared. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think- she had that Duchess of Kent the first time she met her. Duchess of Kent wore a Blackamore pin yeah. on her suit. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, explain what that is. Oh, well, it's, it's just a it's, it's a, a horribly British colonial that you'd have pictures of black servants and then yes. they'd be gaily decorated yes. and there'd be brooches mm. and yes. ne- necklaces it's and statues, Blackamore, okay. and it's just you know whatever. But I mean, like, there's this just sort of this low lying. She's always walking a fine line. Mm-hmm. You know, she's invisible and being judged at the same time. Right. I mean, anyway, so hashtag um, we love you, Megan. She's getting lots of support. Of course, Piers Morgan is slamming her because that's what he loves to do. Yeah, but and he slams everybody. A lot of like a Lily Reinhardt and, uh, you know, just people that have been See, here's bullied who online. I, here's who I'm just yeah. waiting to speak up. Who? Is Catherine... And William. But again, that's not what they're, that's they not going to that's happen. Not that's not going to happen. But they're in a different position. I he's know. the future king. I know. He's got even less freedom than Harry. But this is like really an exciting uh, thing. And I, I like that they've put the firm on notice. Okay, do you want to know what I heard? You know, it? even if they are really being vulnerable and they really mean it. Because both right. can be true at the same time, I guess. So, I'm going to switch gears here. Bye. Two things. My friend validated why I've never seen Snow White. She said it was in the vault when we were little kids. She never saw it either. We were talking about Sleeping Beauty. All right. Not Snow White. So, that one didn't work. Yeah, that didn't and work. And then the other new <laughs> word. excuse for not knowing uh, <laughs> Sleeping Beauty vault. has movie. nothing to do. Okay. That's, that's even better, Lori. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes it better. All right. right. And then my other word. This week that I've been hearing everywhere is fashion diplomacy. Oh, yes. Which I love that I, word. I use it all the time when I go dress shopping with someone. You, We can do better. That's fashion. That's a diplomatic okay, fashion. But this was dressing for the country you're in, but I like oh. how you likened it to you, you royal one. Well, no, but fa- this, like saying we can do better. Okay. That's fashion diplomacy. Okay, but this was fashion diplomacy going oh. to Pakistan and how William and Kate dressed oh, all week. They yes. called it fashion diplomacy. Oh, got it, got it. I right. love it. Yeah, all right. It's all about me. <laughs> 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 Working all week. 
Probably got your Lyft or your Uber or your taxi. It's only like 20 by. minutes from my house yeah. in Woodbury. Well, then let's you have a pajama party at your I'd house and to. let's go. I'm ready. That I'm would be good. that would be like that would have been a fun fall girls weekend thing to like go to. If that. we would just look at these calendars because ahead of time. Yeah, but there's still tickets, Jules. Okay, there's well, there's still, still time. Tickets. All right, I got a beef today. Uh-oh. I have a beef with. Oh, I thought you said I got a B today, and no. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I have, I have a beef. Okay, but okay, oh, as, be good. <laughs> as the week of, you know, all we've had two steady weeks of all the like we all realized Matt Lauer was a complete and total pig, protected by the bosses at NBC for 20 years. Yep. That is just a fact. It's the way it is. Blah blah blah. So we've had all these headlines about that and misleading things where people who signed NDAs and left their careers at NBC, they were having affairs. No, they weren't. They, you know, all, right, this, right, right. all this stuff. Well, now guess what the next level thing, is? The next thing we're going to get and starting with Us Weekly. Well, Us Weekly then. Well, I'm just saying, okay. but it, I wouldn't be surprised if we see this in the People magazine. I got my new People. It's going to be all about... the. Having Annette, Matt Lauer's wife, ex-wife, be on the cover about that she's breaking her silence and, you know. She is not. Well, she isn't, but putting out this sympathetic story to the wife of Matt Lauer as like the humanizing kind of thing is really kind of awful because I feel like, no, let's save all of that for all the people who are victimized and what is the headline? Read me the headline. Well, but I'm just saying that it's it's uh, married to a monster, affairs, cover-ups, and 21 years of torment. Why Annette Roke still can't let go, you know? And it's I'd just, be pissed if I was her. Well, she. I'm sure she is. I'm sure she doesn't like it, but I'm just saying from the point they of view... They didn't put the victims up, Lori. But, but again, this is kind of the role of the media is what I am saying is that why do we always say, okay, we've got the abuser. And it kind of reminds me of Georgina Chapman, although she was certainly taking advantage of her husband. He was forcing women to wear his damn dresses. She had to have known that. But I mean, the focus should be on Lauer's actions. And the focus should be on the women who want, have stood up. Well, all the women he raped, assaulted, well, abused, they, harassed, right. and destroyed professionally. It's like a lot of like, them don't, don't want to come forward, though, Lori. But again, this woman hasn't come forward either. Yes. I'm telling you that the, this is. I'm telling you something. Yes. I, well, I'm just there. She didn't come forward either. But it's in. I'm waiting for like someone to some media to like. Bring it to that level. It's like when we watched the show Unbelievable, one of the things that made it so unbelievable on Netflix was that we simply hadn't been shown the story of rape on TV in that way that was so real and honest, but without making you feel, I don't know, it just, 
it was easy to understand, yet at the same time, it was unbelievable mm-hmm. how how we handle uh, it. It was very enlightening. What do you want to happen? I'm yeah, clear here. So what I would like to see happen, I would have liked to have seen us weekly just doing a thing, a bigger in general story about how women leave jobs in droves. Oh, okay. We leave, right. you know, that, that takes, kind of a yeah. thing. Like, oh, they're gonna. Why did Annette doesn't need to be she doesn't dragged and I, shamed anymore through the. I would be oh, I upset understand. if I was her. She does well, not she want is. to be involved. Uh, remember her very... She said this is my one and only statement. Annette, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all just... But it would be... And same with the People magazine. Like, have that story about... You don't have to even have... You can get women They're from... They're bringing any, her through the shame, and they she doesn't need to be or want to be there. It's not about the, her. The women that yeah, Matt and other people that do, they are the ones who need our sympathy. And if they would put a spotlight on that, you know, again, you get... Because it happens in every business. I don't care if you work at, you know, wherever you work, whether it's, uh, you know... Okay, fine. So anyway, that's all. I just thought, oh, for crying out loud, they can never show the sympathy... For people like at ta- like to me, Us Weekly, the target is women. Mm-hmm. I, I guess they feel like Annette will sell the magazines, or they can't figure out. A, they don't well, want yeah, to definitely put Matt on there. They put a face to it, and it's her face. But but again, I don't think it really. I don't know that it'll sell them any. It won't sell anything. Any first of all. magazines, but li- it's more just tabloidy. She lived through torment because I don't care about that. Story. Yeah, exactly. So the be- bigger story. Or the fact that NBC won't investigate and all they could do the headlines with all the people who spoke. I mean, they could have done any number of other things instead of using yeah, the just uh, Well, what am I going to do? Us Weekly is owned by somebody terrible. It is. Yeah. Okay. All right, fine. But <laughs> what else while. do I know? Well, Tamron Hall, what does anybody hear about her show? How is she doing? Well, we got a message out today that she admitted yesterday that she, at one point, when she was working, she helped someone sell cocaine. And now she's saying that's not true. Oh, gosh. Well, no, I think it was a say, you know, she's talked about that when she was like 18 or 19. She, I mean, and anybody who was in the 80s. Was 18 or 19. It was just a wild, it was a much wilder time. Our parents were not watching over us. Nor did they have a way to. Nor did they have a way to, but we were really wild. There's no other way. I mean, maybe that's why so many parents are very overprotective, too, because we know, like, how bad it was. Like, Mm -hmm. not how bad, but naughty. Anyway, so she did a segment they edited it and made it sound like she facilitated and she didn't. But I feel like I wonder if her show is not doing that well. Well, that's why I'm wondering for that attention-grabbing headline. You know whose show is doing well is Kelly Clarkson. Oh, my gosh. So yesterday she had on... um, um, I just live. Eva Mendez. Oh my God. After and the karaoke. What, what was her karaoke? I can't remember. But don't you like that it's my opening? Favorite. Yeah, I did too. Okay, so Eva, what was Eva talking about? Well, they were talking about Eva as a clothing line, of course, and she's been involved for six years, but she came out and there was a big picture up. They both have the same hairdresser, Kelly Clarkson and Eva Mendez, who's married or not married. I don't know if they're married. Is she married to Ryan Gosling? They are not married that we know of. They have two daughters together, mm-hmm. Aurora and Aurora at Ms. M- Esmeralda. <laughs> and Esmeralda too. I mean, they're very close names. <laughs> okay. Um, so she comes out, she looks all that. She's so gorgeous. She's she's very glamorous. And looking. she was talking about, you know, she, w- she was turned around and looked at a picture of those two and she goes, 
he, he's so hot. And mm. she's like, yes, he is. Uh, so it was Ryan, kind of ad- admiration they, for her husband. It was kind of sweet. Was her, it from God. that movie in the Pines? No, it was movie? when they were pretending that, yeah, they were doing media and had to pretend they didn't like each other. Okay. And then she just talked about parenting and she can't believe that one of the things, because she's an at-home mom, mm-hmm. but she's she doing this clothing acting. line. She did, but she's doing this clothing line and, and she has been, yeah. people in the audience wear some of the clothes. Is and it sold at New York? Getting cold. Okay. I think it's been expanded, but I didn't listen that long. Yeah. But she talked, it was kind of cute because they're talking about she cannot believe that she can never leave her house without honestly a full drawer full of snacks. She goes, We're going to the grocery store and I have to bring snacks for my kids to go to the grocery store to get snacks. Mm-hmm. And she says, All I do is bring snacks. And it was very funny in all of her that clothes. That is kind of true, isn't it? it? Is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. You know, you have a minivan. Donnie, you know. Oh, I know. I would always, yeah. I still have a couple snacks in there in case mm-hmm. of emergency. Mm-hmm. It's just something weird. Yeah. But you always have snacks. And so she was talking about also <laughs> that all of the clothes have to be machine washable and dryable. And easy because she doesn't have time to go to dry cleaner. That isn't her life anymore. Yeah. But she was just, they were just kind of talking about parenting and Kelly Clarkson. Did Kelly let her talk? Yeah. And Kelly was saying that we need to set up a play date. And we've tried twice. And Kelly says, I don't have a day off till Christmas. Wow. Oof. I wouldn't like that. She oh. said, I yeah. always, it's hard right now. I always have something. Well, she probably has day, like two days off and she wants to be with her family. Right. She, Thanksgiving. You don't have time to, you don't have time to have play dates if you barely have time with your family. Right. Right. You know, so, but they were, it was fun. I just like Kelly. Why did you say, did she let her talk? Is that something you're noticing? Well, she's very effervescent, and, you know, sometimes when you do get excited, I I mean, I know I've been guilty of it, Mm. you've done it here and there, but you're so excited that you, and then you don't let the person talk. Do you think you've been guilty of that? Oh, God. God. (laughs) Jeez, are you kidding me? Carson, 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 Carson. Julia, 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 whatever. Yes, of course. Anyway, she she is so giggly and exuberant about stuff. Yeah, she's she's getting a little more fashion help. I've noticed because she does dress crazy. To Danny's point, she loves to put big, thick '80s belts on. Yep, and and wild colors. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I just but it's all that stuff. All that that look is back in. I know she's so fun. I mean those stretchy yeah. belts that we wore in the eighties. I 80s, bought one the other night at your party. They, they're there's a reason why we did the love good them. old fashioned belt is what I call them. That's right. It's kind of like a girdle belt. It really girdle gives belt. a good singe mm. oh, yeah, yeah, without yeah. Right. looking with that yeah. bulk of having a buckle. So yes. when it's that kind of a thing, yeah, a I think I have belt. a box of those belts. I do too. I have a pink one that we wore yeah, oh for something. Gosh. I've got a black one. Now I've got the new black one. Maybe we need to wear one of those belts. For with our, our artists, with look. our smocks, smocks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, before we go, this yeah. is the song she did yesterday, and I'm having trouble identifying okay. it. Maybe you could help. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That was yesterday. So. All yeah. right. Don't ask us that in Shazam today. Listen. No, I won't. <laughs> oh, dear. I know it. All Stop. Right. <laughs> Listen, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk Twin Cities Film Fest. 
Thanks for hanging out with us this afternoon. We have a writer, a filmmaker, a collaborator, and, and someone who is going to be is in the Twin Cities Film Festival. Joining us right now, Peter Groinum. Hello. Hi, Peter. Hey, how's it going? Nice I, to I meet you. I just said you must have gotten grief when you were a kid with that last name. Yeah, I got a lot of very silly nicknames with yes. my last name, which is Groinum. I also, uh, I have to spell it on the phone constantly for people. Yes. And I've, by the end of my life, I probably will have spent about 16 months spelling, spelling my name. Groinum. Yeah. Just spell, just say, call me Mr. Groin. Uh, yeah. yeah, that, that yeah. Is- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Actually, that is how middle school went. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Well, thanks for coming in today. And you've got a film um, that was um, made... Written, made, and um, yeah. filmed here. That's going to be in the Twin Cities Film Festival. Can you tell us about Scott, sure. James Scott? Absolutely. Yeah. So we we I wrote it and I directed it. We uh, produced it here in the Twin Cities earlier this year. It's a fourteen minute short. Uh, it's a drama with a little bit of sci fi. It's about a woman and her life and how it changes uh, every eleven years when a mysterious comet enters the solar system. So oh, and fourteen minutes. Yeah. So, I, so yeah, that's the thing. Does it change every minute then, or how it many cha- comet it, it cycles cha- do we make it well, through? Well, it changes Peter? every eleven years. So, uh, I, I don't want to spoil too don't much spoil about the plot, it. but I will say that uh, when I make a short, one of my goals is to try to pack as much story in there as possible. So, whether it's like locations or just Which the situation, to be an art in and of itself, to be able because I know people who are very passionate about going mm-hmm. to the festival when they the, oh I'm seeing all these shorts and, right right you know and they, totally. it has an Academy Award its own right, nomination absolutely. they have yeah. they have to be powerful because they you're have to be powerful that, yeah totally and you've got a very you've tiny. got a very small amount of time and you're also if it's going to be in a film festival it's going to be with four or five other shorts that night yeah. so you really hopefully get their attention and get them to care right away like yeah. in thirty right. seconds right. well I loved the trailer thank you um, thank we'll you. tweet it out later today oh that'd be um, lovely thank mm-hmm. you and the block that you're going to be in the short block that you're in is the present females yes the present is female oh so the present all is of, female okay. right all of the films have a female protagonist what, what day is that it's on so it's this coming Monday the 21st at 8.30pm and then the second screening is around like noon on the 22nd so, okay, so and it, they're all, is it at the West End? Icon yeah, Theater the Icon at the Theater, West End? West End. All the Film Fest events are in that complex. Right, and so it started, you know, this Wednesday, and it's going on for a couple weeks here, and um, the, you can go to TwinCitiesFilmFest.org to find out. I printed out the whole calendar of everything that's going on, which is kind of fun. Yeah, and I'll retweet Chris Hewitt gave some of his picks for yeah, some of the movies. Yeah, which is great. How many movies are shown? Ooh, like, I want to say 80-something? It's over 100. It might it be is. 150. Uh, so it's a selection of some really big, like, Hollywood uh, features. Like Granny Boy, the Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, movie. totally. Um, and Jojo Rabbit and a couple other. Talia Shire is in town for the film yes. festival from The Godfather and other Rocky. amazing films from Rocky. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, so yeah, it's a lot. It's a mix of like independent films from filmmakers such as myself, as well as like larger Hollywood films. And yeah, at least 150, possibly yeah. more. Yeah. And the one we kind of heard about was the guy who did the Squid and the Whale, Noah Bombach. Yeah, Noah Bombach. Yeah. His new one was Marriage Story, mm-hmm. and it's um, been generating buzz at the international. Is that film the one with Adam Driver right. and Scarlett Johansson? Okay. It's supposed to be amazing, and I I love his films. He's a I mean he's like a novelist who also makes movies. Essentially, like his. So smart. Mm-hmm. Well, so if you're just joining us, we're with Peter Groin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I can't help it. It's just hard. Yeah. Because now we've made so much. Because all before you got here, Peter, we were like, how do you think you pronounce it? I said it's probably Groin in the way it mm-hmm. looks. Perfect. I yeah. only like two people have ever gotten it right on the first try. Oh, so wow. I appreciate that. So what is it? How long have you been a screenwriter or, you know, has this been a passion project for you forever? Have you done other yeah, shorts? It has, I have done other shorts and I've helped out on some features. Uh, I've been a writer I've been a, a screenwriter for probably over 10 years at this point, uh, just helping out on different projects. And for a while, I was going the route of, you know, you write a screenplay and you send it around to agents and then you try to get into competitions. And I, I did get some, I had a manager for a little bit and I did get some traction that way. And then a couple of years ago, I just decided I just want to make it myself and do it locally and involve as many people as I can. But it is be, it- Okay, but be honest, were yeah. you like... Were you like eight when you wrote your first story? I did write. Yeah, I did write. Yeah, I'm one of those kids who grew up writing stories. And my dad owned a video store and I worked there. And I'm one of those like 80s, 90s kids who was constantly watching movies as a child. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of that. Okay, because I think that is a thing, you know, like like the kids be encouraged to have that imagination and run away with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think in sixth grade, I wrote a play that was like a sequel to like the Athena mythology. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it, it doesn't hold up. It I'll, doesn't. Just, I'll say that. Well, you know, yeah. one of the things I was noticing in your bio is that you have taught some um, screenwriting classes at Normandale mm-hmm. Community College. Yep. And I know The Loft offers a screenwriting class as well. Is there, mm-hmm. so if someone who's listening wants to, um, be a part and try yeah. to write a screen, you know? Right. Yeah, there's actually a lot of resources in town for, for screenwriters really? specifically. Yeah, there's the Screenwriters Workshop, which is a twin or Minnesota-based organization, and they have meetups like every Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday, I believe, where you join a group of mm-hmm. like five or six other writers and you kind of share work and workshop it together. Um, there's Yeah, there's a lot of resources. There's also Film North, which is a, a nonprofit in town that supports ind- independent filmmaking. Uh, those are great places to check. Also, Film North runs a monthly screening series at the Bryant Lake Bowl in Lynn Lake, which yeah. is, they do like four or five shorts. I, th- I want to say it's like the third Wednesday of every month. Yeah. So, I mean, if people want to try it, I mean, it's it's easy to get started and there's a lot of people. Right. Yeah. And okay. I think when Entourage, when that came out, it all of a sudden it made people realize how much money screenwriters and people who could adapt things. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of showed that end of the business. Okay. And like, that's kind of a glamorous, good right. way if you can figure out it, but it's a very different way of yeah, writing. Uh, definitely. It is. Yeah. Screen plays themselves are not the most, I mean, they're elegant, but they're not the most literary. You know, they're kind of just like a blueprint. Why not write a book? Uh, for me, I don't know. I, I tried fiction for a little while and I, I have so much respect for fiction and poetry. I love enjoying it, but I, it's, I get a little, I, um, 
I don't know. Like do you anxiety, think too many words? Do, do things. Well, kind do, of you, many do words. you kind of yeah. think visually, though? I do think visually. Yeah, yeah okay. I think that's true. That's part of it. Because that would be such a different thing. And we've had authors on, and we've mm-hmm. asked them that oh, their book has been optioned. And I think the only time we've ever had anyone that's actually done her own screenplay Into was... the Wild? Was, well, Gillian Flynn. Gillian Flynn. Oh, sure. Gone Gone Girl. Girl. Oh, absolutely. But she said that was, like, so... That's unusual. It is. It is. Yeah, usually... An and, of course, the Fifty Shades Lady. Oh yeah, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yeah. I think usually a production company will buy a property and then they'll hire someone who can just do it quickly and just right. you know kind so of that would adapt be someone it right away. Who could you know like a, yeah? I mean that is. I something, mean, have you done that? Have you gone in and I've adapted a few projects for other yeah. people, not on obviously not on the scale right. of like a Gone Girl situation, no, but, but, but but I have yeah, yeah I have adapted works to be filmed and uh, do it you is like it? I do. It's kind of a fun process because you. I really enjoy the like the macro view and the micro view and right. kind of toggling between the two. So you see like, okay, here's the outline. What can I do to like make it translatable for a visual medium? And then, and yeah. then how can I bring the energy from the original into the final? That's version? gotta be. Yeah. I do think, you think there's more work than ever with all these opportunities for people to watch? I think, there, I think there is definitely, I think there's so many venues for independent film and then a lot of successful independent filmmakers eventually do TV mm-hmm. because there's so many streaming places you know right. and formats so an opportunity to make money and reach people right absolutely yeah i mean it's have there's fun and is yeah. minnesota do you think uh, the filmmaker society here are we are they getting a lot of attention i think they are and i think uh we need that rebate thing. we need that rebate i was gonna mm-hmm. say i mean there's so much there's a lot of independent film being made here what we really need is more like budgets and funding yeah. and a lot of that is tied into the the rebate program which is smaller than you know who got Recently, rid of that? It was Jesse Ventura got rid yeah, of that. Yeah, it's it. not great. I mean, if people are interested in getting involved, they can yeah. contact their state legislatures and ask them to consider making the rebate bigger. Yeah, because we could because, have more filming here. I mean, we you, could yeah, be like Vancouver. Vancouver or Austin, Texas or Seattle. I mean, these are pla- or Atlanta. I mean, these are places that have that infrastructure and it just kind of flows upward to the people who want to stay where they're from right. and like make cool things and you know work with good people and we have all of that infrastructure now we just could use a what little do we more call that? a little more attention it's the twin cities film it, yeah um, no, society or what was it what's our film festival again it's well our, our twin film cities film festival yeah tw- the twin movie, cities film festival let's give him a plaque sure peter your movie is showing as part of the shorts yes on monday night at 8 30 it's called women the president is female the president is female at 8 30 my at- short is called jane's comet Yep. Woo! 8.30 on t- Monday and then noon on Tuesday. So two screenings. We All look right. forward to it. Thank you. And you can see the trailer online. Lori's going to tweet it out right now. I am. Yes, and she I is. want that Minnesota snow weight for, the, for whatever 